It was fun to be out there. He's got the ball in his hands again. To Garnett. It was a rough couple years for me coming into the league because at the time the league was so much older. It's not as young as it is today. So nobody was really thinking much of me. I was a, you know, a kid that shot a bunch of air balls, you know what I mean? And at that point, Michael provided a lot of guidance for me. Like, I had a question about shooting his turnaround shot. So I asked him about it. And, you know, he gave me a great detailed answer. But on top of that, he said, if you ever need anything, give me a call. It's like my big brother. You know, I truly hate having discussions about who would win one-on-one. And you're a fan saying, hey, Kobe, you beat Michael one-on-one. I feel like, yo, what you get from me is from him. I won't get five championships here without him, because he guided me so much and gave me so much great advice. Kobe has challenged Michael. Michael comes out and he's saying, not tonight, young fella. Uh-uh, Kobe. I got some more tricks left in my bag. He's not ready to leave yet, folks. I'll see you down the road. Yo, 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 what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Views from the Baseline. Another week down in the quarantine world here. Another world, or excuse me, another day without sports. Another week without sports. But we have the last dance to hold us over. You guys know what time it is. It is the post-recap episode of episodes five and six. My last dance recap co-host, Mario Jackson. How are you doing, sir? Yo, I'm, I'm feeling good, bro. You know, um, the wine is flowing. DMs are toxic as ever. Uh, bro, you know what? I'll, I'll just keep it a buck. This time is so weird because it's like everything you work for and then you're just like stuck at home for damn near like 24 hours a day and I'm and I live alone and I don't have a girlfriend I don't have any girl or nothing so I'm just firing off and I'm shooting like Mark Price free throw percentage right now and it's like <laughs> and I hate it because this is gonna sound like one of, I hate it because it's like I shouldn't be entertaining and talking to these women and like just acting up and you know but oh man I'm like my boyfriend to his exact quote was like man like you or straight up on your MJ gambling shit. That's how you are with these women. And I hate it, bro. I got to be better for Colin. I got to be better for all my uh, godchildren and nieces and nephews. But I've been on that fuck shit, bro. I've been, I've been acting up. I don't like myself right now, you know? Wow. So this is how quarantine life is, is not aging you really well then, what you're saying. Bro, Sounds it's like, just like... You went from you reading books, like two like, episodes, you went from reading books to... Yeah, bro. I was like, <laughs> you know what I mean? like, I'm reading. I'm like, all right, bet. I'm, you know, working out. I'm balling. Like, you know, I was up to like 200 pounds. Now I lost weight. You know, I'm down to like a, a, a nasty 181. Uh, just DMing and offering flights, bro. I'm on some Drake shit. I don't even have nowhere. I don't even have 09 Drake money, right? But oh, man. You know what? I have this show every single Sunday and I can honestly say, bro, like I genuinely, I love the show because it just, 
it's just dope talking about it with all your boys. You know, our group chat is lit. So I love like every single, like Sunday's always my favorite day of the week. But because of this, it's like, it's just so dope. I, j- I love this documentary. I love it so much. Like it's, it's so good. I agree. I mean, I feel like, like I said, it's a whole conspiracy of him to make sure everybody pays attention to him with the whole coronavirus is a joke. But I mean, I love it. I love the impact that it's had on us. I mean, we were really able to sink in and have a conversation about it. It's kind of, you know, if, if the NBA playoffs is going on, well, I think they're supposed to debut this like right in June. Right. But I think if the finals was going yep. on, we'd be so caught up uh-huh. with like just depending on who's in the finals. If bronze there, you and I, you know, we'll be in our bronze shit. You got people talking shit about the next game and then. Oh, by the way, y'all check out the last dance episode. Nah, man, you know, I'll get to it in the summer. So I think the impact is really cemented in us overall across the board, which is great because we all can pay attention to this at the same time. I agree. Um, I really like episodes five. We're on five and six. So I really, I love these two because they really kind of just focus on Jordan um, during the era of the 90s and brought out his personality of the 90s. I mean, you know, everything was leading up to how he became Jordan, the, the college days growing up. You got the dentist look back, uh, just how the, the team, Jerry Krause, you know, they introduced a lot about the team, but this was like the first episode I felt like it just kind of just paused and said, no, we're going to focus on Michael, the player, the guy who just dominated and, and just kind of give a good insight. And, you know, we'll talk about it, of course, here on this episode. Um, so that, it was really, really good to, to kind of get that perspective. And I enjoyed it. I mean, there was... It wasn't always like the perfect Jordan, and it's not. I'm just here to just hate on Jordan. It's just because it's it's nice to see human, you know, in, in somebody. The realness, the realness, yeah, the realness, and just how right. blunt. And you you got to understand his personality a little bit more for people who kind of just didn't figure it out in the first few episodes. But it was really cool, man. But uh, yeah, we'll get I through it, it there uh, throughout this episode. Talk a little bit about Kobe, the Kobe tribute. Um, that hurt. That hurt. That hurt. That hurt. Man, did. I'm still. Like I walk by his, uh, like I, it's like you know I live like right off Melrose, so I, I walk by. I have to see murals like every single day, and man, it's like, like I always say, Kobe was that guy that I just knew was gonna be like Bill Russell on the sideline talking shit, and just like, not really like on some TNT shit because Kobe's just not rap like that. But I could, I, I just thought Kobe was gonna be. Kobe, like that guy on the sideline that's like 70 and like showing you he has five rings. Like, I just, I'll never be able to get over that. Like, that's, ah, oh man, it hurts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, we'll, we'll, we'll walk through a little bit more, talk a little bit about Nike, how they struck struck luck with, you know, Jordan, uh, the 92 Olympics. Um, get a little, I wanted to get to Isaiah Thomas last week, but they brought it up again in these episodes. So we'll, we'll kind of touch a little bit on uh, Isaiah Thomas. Um, and then we'll get, we'll get into a cliche topic that's been circling the web um, and just in media in general right now is, you know, what, what would be Jordan's, you know, how would the media be in Jordan's um, era, uh, excuse me, in this era? How would Jordan be portrayed and, and just, you know, kind of get very cliche about that, that topic? So we'll get to that there at the bottom of the show. But, um, you know, just to kind of jump into the episodes here, you know, like I said, we, I enjoyed it. You enjoyed it. We all we all do great documentary all around. But I really felt like these two episodes kind of zoned in on Jordan. And um, it, it gives it's funny. It's so Netflix-ish in a sense, and I say that because it leaves a cliffhanger of I'm mentally done, exhausted. Like he's beyond mentally exhausted. Find out what happens next on episode yeah. seven. I love you know, that. I love that. <laughs> so like, dum, dum, dum. yeah, so that was cool. But um, you know, the Kobe tribute. So the so episode five starts out Kobe. Um, it's Kobe for the first five minutes, and I, and I joke in a way that it's the most Jordan way ever. 
Like, he literally doesn't talk about Kobe at all, like, off the record or, you know, at present day. It's just him. They're, like, dogging Kobe in the locker room. Like, Laker kid. or like, he wants to make this a one-on-one game, you know, even after, like, three attempts, five attempts. Uh, you gonna come out there and, you know, they're in the tuddle, too, talking about, I don't want to, you know, Grant Hill said, I don't want to become a poster. Um, and then just seeing that type of mic, you know, like you realize like the, the OG status of Mike, like if you haven't, if it hits you when he's uh, walking out the locker room at the 98 all-star game and, you know, bird and magic are suits. Now they're kind of far removed from the game in a sense. I mean, at least like eight years, right? Seven, eight yeah. years for each yeah. of them. And he's like, yeah, just like I used to do both of you. And he's like, Jordan's a man. Like he's 98. Like he's the man. Like the, even those bird and magic know how he's the man. <laughs> like it's, it's crazy, man. Um, How'd you feel? You know, I think the Kobe tribute was perfect, man. It was just short. It wasn't about, you know, it was you don't need a half an hour to talk about him and Kobe, but Michael was the big brother. Um, how do you feel about Kobe's comments about the game being very young, the culture a little bit different as well? You know, it was older. How do you feel about that? You know, I think that's where, like, the 90s basketball, like, fans are, are really heavy about. Like, yo, it was a different game back then. Way different game. And, you know, it's crazy because you see them talking about Kobe like that young whippersnapper that young just like i'm a shoot 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 that young whatever but it seems like when like the 2000s came everybody was young it seemed like you know so it's like a so it's crazy to kind of see them like how they you know spoke about kobe and i love those moments with when like when magic was cussing and bird was like i i, I just love the realness of this like it's no like pg-13 type stuff there's no like, I'm glad they didn't try to, like, edit out Michael not calling him Kobe, the little Laker boy. I love that because that's the way people speak, you know, like, quote, unquote, like our boy Trump said, locker room talk. It's true. Like, nobody is going to speak a particular way. And then they're like, hey, Magic, the camera's on. He's like, oh, hey, 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 yeah, you know, because, you know, Magic is getting that corporate money. So he has to <laughs> right. sure that he has a type of whatever. But it's true. One part that stuck out is, like, how Kobe's, like, you know, without him, there is no me, there is no five. And like, uh, you know, again, for me, this whole, like, these podcasts are funny, because it's just me talking shit to those fans who act like that, you can't show love and pay homage to players. And it's like when LeBron does it for Kobe, people are like, Oh, you're bowing down. No, Kobe is our mic. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, 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 that's love. So you see Kobe Bean, the most assassin, you know, player of all time, the only person who I think could even be mentioned with Mike in the same sense on how they think and how they operate. And he's giving Mike all the love. And he also said Mike was giving him love during the game. Like, this is a – but that's, that just shows you the respect. Like, even though Kobe was a baby, Mike knew. He was like, wait a minute. He got my DNA, so let me give him a little bit of love. And that's just so dope to me because I remember at the end of uh, John Morant uh, versus uh, the Lakers when LeBron's like, yo, I got you, anything on or off the court. Like, that's the way the culture and that's the way basketball is supposed to move forward. Like, you know, can you imagine if everybody is just like, nah, Chevy, I'm not going to show you how to win. I'm not going to show you how to do this. I'm not going to show you how to do that. And you're like, damn, like my mom, like what? Like ain't nobody helping. So <laughs> it's true. I love yeah. that. I, I love, I love those moments uh, because it just, it was very dope and welcoming. 
like just so so cool like so dope i loved it yeah that's what i'm saying it was so it was so nice to see that and um you know a little bit of irony about the story is that uh supposedly there was a news article out there and a fun fact that they finished editing you know kobe's part a week before he passed and then uh, they went back and they're like nah like, this is perfect there's nothing that we need to address with it and um of course they obviously updated the episode to show in love and memory of kobe bryant at the beginning of episode five but you know, that's the only change you really did, but it was perfect, man. It was really, you know, in the most Jordan way uh, of how he first saw Kobe. And there really, there isn't much to say because Michael spoke at the, you know, at the, um, the farewell. So yeah, there was really nothing to say in the documentary. It was just the perfect thing to just say, you know, here's where, and of course, you know, 98 kind of where Kobe started getting around and, and probably was starting to get into, you know, a little bit more. I'm sure Michael didn't really give a tell all until after he left the game and really started getting to, you know, to give Kobe the advice, of course, I'm sure Michael's that competitive. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. I feel like after 98 is where, you know, and the footage obviously stopped following Michael around. So, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of um, off the record things that we would hear about as the time goes on. But, um, I, you know, I feel like, unfortunately, be, because we don't have Kobe and it seemed like Mike was going to be the elder man first to go, get his career covered then Kobe's you know I feel like Mike is probably one like and I said it again last week he's one of the last you know people on this earth from a basketball perspective to kind of be able to understand what Kobe asked the questions because he set up some of that during you know the funeral or the farewell as well um about you know some of the questions Kobe would ask you know 2 2 a.m in the morning texting Mike you know those are the stories we want to hear as basketball fans so I think that's really cool um yeah man it was perfect I agree it was cool. It was it was nice. I and just you know it's just a sudden perspective. It's it's not a comparison, but they literally have just confirmed over the last you know the course and unfortunate Kobe passing. is that it's big brother little brother situation. Yeah, I mean that's why and, they're alike. And see, here's the thing: like Michael and Kobe, I can honestly say across sports, and I'm mm-hmm. like I know a lot about sports. Like I spend hours, I spend too much time on sports. I can honestly say. They are the only two people who think that way. Like, I've never seen, like, I hear these Kobe stories and you see these Kobe videos and, like, that's Mike. Like, one, like it's just, like, they're, like, 1A and 1B as far as how they think they're assassins. They're straight killers. Like, I always said, you put Kobe's mom on that court and he, he will, like, they think differently. They're wrapped, like, differently. And I honestly think that Mike saw that when Kobe was what 17 his rookie year and was like I'm gonna give him some game because he is and I always say the reason why Mike has never welcomed LeBron because he knows LeBron's not built like that LeBron's not like that LeBron is a different he's more of like a Tim Duncan like you know more of like a he doesn't have that and yeah he can get I mean we saw Miami Braun when he was the villain and but for the most part He's the funny dad joking on, you know, Twitch and uh, TikTok and all these. Like, that's LeBron. He's different. And I think Mike saw that in Kobe and was like, he got next. I'm going to give him everything I know. And it just, it was really cool to see that open up because then I think the first thing they got into was like Clyde Drexler. And that shit had me crying, bro. Like, I, it's like, like, okay. Mike is like, Mike is so good to where you literally could add up Kobe, Clyde Drexler, Iverson, and Wade's accomplishments together, and it still won't equal what Mike did. Like, 
I don't think people understand that Michael Jeffrey Jordan is like beyond like, especially at the shooting guard, like you literally can add all those Hall of Fame players together and it's still like y'all still ain't got 10 scoring titles. Y'all still don't have 11, you know, MVPs for finals and regular season. Like y'all just, you just don't. So when Mike was kind of like, you know, saying his thing about Clyde and whatnot, it was just like a, damn, you're right. And Clyde's a Hall of Famer. It's he's, wild. You know, he's, he's top five shooting guard all time. He's top two, three from the 80s, top two, three from the 90s. Like, he's a beast. He has crazy accomplishments. But at the same time, Mike was like, nah. Nah, you're not going to compare him to me. And you, and you really, it's like, the gap is so far between Michael and every other player at the shooting guard position. It's like, it really is disrespectful. It's true. It really is. Uh, and that's pretty much, you know, like the next segue is like, it goes from, you know, the Kobe tribute goes into kind of just cracking jokes in the locker room. And then, and then it leaves like the all-star game, the 98 all-star game where he's cracking with Gary Payton, see you in the finals, maybe. <laughs> like, and then he goes to, they go to the finals where it's Clyde Drexler, you know, um, back in, what was that? That was the 92 finals, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yep. and you know, it goes right to that and it's just more, he's like, you know, like he's, he, the story is he sat down, um, with magic the night before magic came over, they're playing cards. He says, Hey, you know, like people compare me to Clyde and uh, I'm going to show him as a difference maker. I mean, I get it, man. Like that mentality, it's different. You know, it's not just about like winning a ball game or saying, Hey, yeah, you know, Clyde's a great player, man. We're going to make us work. I'm going to go out there and try to do the best I can. And, and we're going to try to win this game. That's like basketball player one on one generic like media like comment right there. Nah, yeah. he was like, nah, like Clyde's not gonna be better than me, and I, I, I'm gonna tell you right now. And that's what I love about like how like open ended. And we we found out like the personality. He's very blunt. Um, yeah, yeah. He's just so smooth, man, with his trash talk too. It was just like nah. Like I have a I have another thing. The reason why Portland didn't draft Mike is because of who? True. It's true. They had Clyde. Like, Mike, one thing I've learned from Mike, he holds grudges and he doesn't forget. Like, we've, we've seen this. This has been like, and I think, again, that's the reason why, like, I honestly, and I'm not just one of those guys. Like, I, you know, I love, you know, obviously, like, you know, the day, you know, that Kobe passed away, I, you know, vowed to never argue with basketball online again. But, you know, I see those, oh, like LeBron in the final versus Mike in the finals. And I love LeBron. Everybody knows I'm a LeBron guy. I don't see Mike, like, I just don't, like, now that I'm, I'm getting, I've always knew that Mike was different, right? Like, you always know. You're like, oh, yeah, Mike's different. Mike's this. But to, like, see these, like, to see the way he's talking about, and you can see, like, when he said that, he's like, like, Clyde Drexler, great, but Clyde Drexler ain't no Michael Jordan. Like, <laughs> you know, you're like, wow. Like, yeah. he, it's just, he's different. Like, he, I mean, and he busted Clyde's ass in the finals. You know, like it was like a, like it was like a, um, like you guys aren't gonna ever compare me to anybody. Like he put up 39, 39, right? Then he's like, all right, cool. Like, uh, I think they won, um, what was that? Uh, like, um, I think they won the second one, uh, Portland did. And that's what I don't like about like this, like series a little bit is that they really don't like, cause I remember Portland winning game two. And they really don't show too much of like the losses. And I would like for them to have seen that. 
because it was more of like a, oh, shit, like Mike busted his ass game one, game two, Portland won. You know what I'm saying? Then game three, Mike and them won. Then game four, Portland. And then it was like, oh, okay, game five, Mike went like stupid for 46. You know what I'm saying? And then uh, the final game, Mike was like, all right, well, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm tired of y'all. Let me fucking win this. Let me end it with 33, you know? So I kind of wish they would have, like, dabbled a little bit into, like, the, okay, I busted his ass game one, but then game two, he came back, or, you know, not even really, like, you know, necessarily him, but, like, his team balled hard, you know what I'm saying? And, like, I wish they would have showed a little bit more of, like, the – because that would have been dope, you know? I mean, I – you know, I understand you only have so much time and whatever, but yeah, I mean, he came out in that game one. And he busted ass, like just straight up. Like and he wasn't even a three point shooter, but he was out there like gunning, like yeah. straight up. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, it was fun to see. Like, no, I, I agree with you. I think it would be nice to see how they respond. But I think we kind of got that, like when they went over to like ninety three finals with like you know Charles and the Suns, and they're like, yeah, hold on, dope. yeah, yeah, hold on, wait a minute. Like these guys actually won a couple of games or two. Um. You know, oh, you know, Charles cracks me up, man. Not to get in the side note, but he, what do you can tell the people in Chicago, man? Take that shit down. Yeah. He's, I remember when he's like, I'm not the role model. He was one of the first people, he was one of the first sports stars to openly just be like, man, fuck them kids. You know, like, here's the deal. Not everybody. Like, I know for a fact, if I was, like, a famous athlete, I would I would be more Dennis Rodman, Charles Barkley than any, like, like he, I, I, I'm just, I'm responsible for me. I don't, I don't want your little boy or little girl looking up to me. And, like, I think that that's what's, like, so unique about Chuck is that he's always been that way. Like, it wasn't like he became this personality. And not to get off into that, but, you know, I'll talk about Chuck later. But I'm happy that they showed that finals because you Draymond Green fans better never fucking fix your donkey lips to ever disrespect the great Charles Barkley. That's never in your fucking life. I don't even like how they're even how, how we are even having this conversation. Like, you average eight points with MBDL, G League, and LA Fitness Hoopers this year. Like, don't you ever talk. Like, oh, that's why that... See, the ring people kill me because Draymond Green, in his in his mind, he thinks, oh, I got three rings. No, it don't matter. It don't matter. Your rings don't count. You're like Gary Payton when he won in Miami. You were just there. Like, <laughs> that's it. No more. All right, in the rant. <laughs> you know, that cracked me up, too. There's people, there's people on Twitter that believe that. I, I thought, like, you know, it was just, like, a little bit of chatter here and there, but, like, you're not the only person I'm hearing that about, like the comparisons to Charles. I saw it somewhere else today, but uh, it's 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 interesting. Uh, let's talk about you know we talk about uh, role models in a sense. Um, Nike that was covered in this episode uh, a little bit about the history of him signing and uh, Nike taking a chance on Jordan. Um, interestingly enough, you know Nike was known mostly for track shoes at the time, but Adidas was the move. Uh, Converse was for the basketball move, of course. Yeah. Converse, right? Like they they showed the commercial was a Larry, it was Magic, Larry, and I can't remember who the other player was that was in the commercial, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but they they showed a clip of the commercial, and there comes Mike, like with his own like Air Jordan, like they took a chance on it, and obviously we know what Air Jordan is today. Crazy, I I in my opinion, my humble opinion, I just think that Nike it. it it's because of Jordan. Like when you say Nike, yeah. it's Jordan. Like there is no yes. other way they take off 
Bro, unless Jordan was there. Right. A few things I took away. The average, like, uh, Magic and Bird were getting, like, 100000 which is crazy because Zion just got, like, $90 million. Like, can you just think about, like, like wow. Can you? That's wow. nuts. Jordan got 250 before, like, for any, like, you know, I mean, it's like, okay, Nike basically, the way I see this is Nike was basically thinking, okay, look, if we flop with this, we flop as a company. Like, that's, that's ultimately, because it's like a, okay, this is all we got, right? Let's just see if this dude can do, we, he, I don't, I don't ever, I don't think that Nike ever was able to, like, see present day. Like, there's no way. Like, they were probably like, okay, cool. If we can get a little bit of money back and, you know, whatever. And then it was just like, Jordan. Like, <laughs> like what? Air Jordan. I agree. I, you're right. I, don't, I just don't think. I don't think there was anything. I'm think, trying to think about it. I'm like, they literally took a chance on him. There's no way you, you know, could have predicted like, that. Okay, like, looking like us knowing what we know now. Right. Like, and just imagine being in that room of like, okay, we're going to give this guy 250 and we're going to do this. And we're basically just going to just pray and hope that he's, here's the deal. Mikey would have been thankful if he was Clyde Drexler, if he was fucking like, uh, you know, who, uh, Michael Red, <laughs> you know, like they like, like <laughs> but instead you're the greatest player and you're like a, like, you're just, that's a come up, bro. That's like Apple shares, you know, like what? Like it really is. Adidas fumbles the bag yet again. Bro, can we talk about a yo? So it's like, okay, you fumbled the bag, you know, with Mike. Cool. You then have prime Kobe, and then you I'm sorry, like, you know, rookie Kobe or whatever, and then you fumble it with him, then you fumble LeBron, and then this list that our boy Marcus sent, like Adidas had Derrick Rose, Iman Shumpert, and uh Dwight Howard, who were all hurt that year. They had RG3. Tracy McGrady, Eric Gordon, Leandro Barbosa, Chauncey Billups, Ricky Rubio, John Wall, all of them were out. Then they had Eric Berry, torn ACL. They had Prince, broken foot, DeMarco Murray, foot injury. Like, what the fuck is wrong with your shoes, Adidas? Like, how is this? Okay, it's not like one or two players. Like, every player across all sports, bro? Like, what's going on? They they've had a tough time ever since you know T Mag Duncan and Garnett faced out. You know they really have had a tough time. That if was like it wasn't their... Kanye. Like Kanye is literally yeah. carrying them. Who would have thought? So. He was just being carried by like a fake Jehovah Witness rapper. That's crazy. <laughs> oh man, that's a good way to put it. I didn't even look at it like that. Like that's nuts. It is. It is. That is very crazy. Oh, shout out to Mike, man. That that was Nike and Mike was like one of the perfect comparisons. I mean, you know, it, it helped him get a true identity out. Uh, you know, you saw the commercial with Spike Lee. You know, is it the shoes? Is it the shoes? And it's just like so, seeing all of that, like just man, that because I remember being like really, really young and want to like, I, like you know, I remember like having the Michael Jordan and Spike Lee, uh, like, you know, posters on the wall and whatnot. I remember like all of that, but like to kind of see how it like unfolded was like really cool because Converse is like, nah, we only got $20,000 left. And then Adidas. And it's just like, wow. Like imagine what Converse feels like. That is just like, you were the biggest shoe hands down of the eighties and bad. Like that's like, that's what people, 
And now you're like a, not even an afterthought. Like nobody just even thinks about like, wow. I think that what that shows me and just to kind of like get like about like life and like philosophical because this wine is hitting hard right now. I honestly just think it's like, if you don't think forward and like Nike was thinking about the nineties with Mike, they weren't thinking about the eighties. They were thinking about the new Chicago fans and the new Michael fans. Right. Because for the most part, bird and magic were phasing out. And like, I, I think converse was just thinking about the now, you know, it's like prime example with you with Colin, it would be like, if you start thinking about his college education when he's 18, it's like, I mean, well, that's, kind of stupid like you should have been thinking about that before he was born right so and and, you know so like nike is literally like okay look in the 90s let's just say if mike does xyz we should be pretty good but instead it's like he's like the global phenomenon the king of the fucking world and you're just cashing out and like 30 plus years later you're still cashing out that's crazy that is is super wild and you're making remaking the same shoes i mean you know how i feel about jordan's i mean I'm not trying to be a hater, but you—we're making the same shoes, man. And there's that's it. Still cashing out on it. Wow. Still cashing out. Jordan can put it this way: Jordan can release the same shoe every week for a year, and it's going to sell out within seconds. And because it's like you have a combination of like the people that are my age, and like I don't really necessarily uh, buy shoes anymore, but a lot of the Jordans I get just to have. Like, I'm just like, I'm like that old 33-year-old back-in-my-day-ass nigga. So I'm like, yeah, <laughs> or whatever. And, and then you got the new hype beast that are getting them just because. So it's like, he has the perfect business model to win. Like, it's like a, it's fucking crazy, bro. Like, looking back and just seeing all that unfold, I'm like, wow. Jordan literally was like the perfect person to usher in, like, the 90s. Like, everything he did was just like, Icy, like fuck, bro. How are you this fly? Like, <sighs> damn, dude. Jordan was fucking just, uh, inc- bro. He just the way he walked, chewed gum. I'm like, bro, you like Beyonce? Like what? Crazy. <laughs> he really was. I mean, you saw how much they highlighted that in like episode five and six. Like how much. It, but the thing is, again, like he, you saw it, what was it? it? Was the moments where he would he was laying on the couch, right, smoking a cigar. And then he's like, you know, they, as, as they mentioned, whoever's narrating, it's like once you step outside of his hotel doors, it was a different story. I mean, it was all eyes, all cameras on Jordan. He really was, man. It, it was, it's incredible. Um, but I think that when it came, when it comes, and I'll say this, you know, and it's not just out of, I want to say it's the right way. It's because, you know, a lot of these things is that the basketball world had never really seen a player like him. Not so at he, all. he got to see he got to be the first to do this, the first to do that, you know, the first to really create like a, like a, a global icon. That's what I was saying. You know, it's it's a little different because you know you have guys like Kobe that came in after the fact. You had a guy, you know, you had guys, you know, LeBron. I mean, these guys are all, all kind of making a global impact as well. Like you know, they're well known overseas, but Jordan was the first, you know, first guy that really started to make a cultural impact in a lot of different places where. He's just referencing the cultures. Like everybody knows when you mention Michael Jordan, you know, winner, hard work. That that's kind of like and, and you know, we, we talked about this too when it comes down to like, you know, the Kobe Bryant episode that we did in, in um a couple months ago was that Kobe resonated with a lot of the rest of the world and with countries and people that just knew about work hard. And who and who where did Kobe where was Kobe from? What was he a root of? 
Jordan, you know? <laughs> so yeah. He, yeah. You know, Jordan resonated first with a lot of people in different cultures and it trickled down to Kobe eventually. But the fact of the matter is, I, I just think that, you know, Jordan was the first to do a lot of things. So a lot of these other guys that come after him don't have the oppor- opportunity to do that because it's kind of been there, done that by Jordan, which isn't yeah. a knock on Jordan. It isn't a knock on them, but it's just like, unfortunately, we're we can't give the same impact to a guy like you know Kobe necessarily all the time or or LeBron. It it's impossible for those guys to have the same type of impact because it, it was kind of already done. It's just that it's being done on, on on a similar level now as Jordan, and it's it doesn't make Jordan any better of a player. You know, with those off the court you know global impact, it's just that you know, LeBron's finding other ways. LeBron seems to be more of an activist to be more of an advocate to get athletes you know, fair pay, you know, and Kobe was in the mix to try and get the women's game to take a, a more of a serious attention. So, you know, the, that was, that's the cool and unique part about each different player. But I think Jordan and, just and, was the first guy. You, you actually made me like, I go back and forth with this because like as a black man to see Michael never, ever, ever, ever like speak out on any, like, like anything. Like it, man, it like, it really hurts me, bro. Like now that I'm older and I'm black, you see like Ali, Bill Russell, like you see all these like mega stars who have spoken out and like Michael's always, you know, he's had his like just very quiet, especially in Chicago. It's been like the murder capital since like forever. And I feel like that a a person like Mike's voice could be so powerful in Chicago. Like he's like, He's God to a lot, but in Chicago, he's like super God, <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> and like, it just pains me because like on one end, I get him because this is the first time you're touching that endorsement money and you really don't know. And as a black man, he really didn't have anybody to say, okay, this person got money. Let me see. Because Ali really wasn't that paid. Bill Russell wasn't really that paid. Like the money that Mike was seeing was like, he was like one of one at that time, you know? So like I go back and forth and um, yeah, man, it's just a very like tough pill to swallow as a black man because it, I don't, it's just difficult. Like I always say like Mike didn't do anything. Kobe really didn't do anything. But by the time the throne was passed to LeBron, he was able to kind of create his own empire away from everything. And then, you know, so it's like without Mike and Kobe, there is no LeBron. So in a sense, what LeBron is doing is because of Mike and Kobe. So that's what I'm telling myself. And that's how I'm going to sleep at night about the situation. Otherwise I'll just go crazy and lose sleep about everything. Right. You know, that that was definitely one of the um, impacts uh, that, you know, I feel like, like a LeBron and a Kobe in a sense, you know, Kobe more post-retirement and another, another venture, you know, with more, giving more attention to like women's basketball. And then Kobe, I mean, sorry, LeBron with, you know, his more being more open to most uh, topics uh, out there, the social, you know, injustice, things like that. Um, be more like that Muhammad Ali figure in a sense. Um, you know, Jordan, uh, a little bit more quieter, a uh, little, you know, and, and from my perspective, I look at it and, and I kind of understand, you know, when he says, you know, I was focused on my craft at the time yeah. and I'm not an activist. 
and that's real, man. Like that's as blunt as yeah. just, and that's honesty, you know. And it's but, like, well, damn. <laughs> my butt, my butt. With that is that, and again, it's kind of like a. It goes back to what I was saying about Barkley because it's like it sucks because in reality these dudes just want to play ball. They don't want to have to answer questions. They don't want to have to go to post game. They don't want to have to do any of this. But with that comes responsibility. And I still think that that's like the one thing for Mike, as I got, I remember like, dude, I had the Jordan wall. I was like, Mr. Jordan. Right. But then I got older and realized how he just kind of turned his back. I won't say turn his back because it's not his job, but I don't know, man, like a person with that voice and a person with that type of like, godly figure i feel like he could be doing so much more but who am i to tell the next man what he or she should be doing you know like it's tough man that's very that's the fine line yeah and that's the fine line it's it's hard because he really you know after you know you watch the episode like damn well you know because you know we criticize him like you know well jordan can be such 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 a bigger impact the world like the the world just looks anything he says or does like the world just just looks at him and says, "That's Michael." Like, yes, Michael. You know, in a sense, and it's just again kind of going back to his markability, everything else, like how incredible of a player he was. You know, we'll, we'll touch a little bit on the ninety-two Barcelona games, but like the scene where he's like walking past like a giant poster in Barcelona, man. Like, I'm like, wow. Like, <laughs> I would never. You and I, as average Joes, in, in a sense, the Jordan would never ever see something like that in our lives. We're not gonna walk down in the middle of Barcelona and watch and see a big poster. Like, I don't know how that feels, you no, know, Demar. I, I try to like sit there and watch it and say, "Well, shit, how would I feel if I saw that?" I I have no idea. Nuts. I don't know how. I don't know how it would feel. Like, <laughs> I'm just sitting there thinking, like, damn, like, what if somebody had like a big poster of me? I don't think that's ever gonna happen in my lifetime. Like. It, unfortunately you know but, but I'm, I'm not a, i'm not a basketball superstar but and here's the thing bro like i don't like and i and i often try to like i don't know like put my mind around like he's the first of that like yes magic wasn't doing that bird wasn't doing that like he was the first like he was the fir- like i'll even say you know what and like don't quote me on it but i think i'm right I'm pretty sure he was like the first like real, real big inner NFL is not that big over there. Baseball damn sure isn't, you know, like, like he was the first like global sports. Ali was, you know, different. Cause obviously like, you know, Ali, but like, yeah, Jordan was like the first, like, Oh shit. This guy's like, I honestly think that's the reason why they let NBA players into the dream team and like to play basketball. Cause it was like, I think they realized like, Whoa, we got to capitalize off this. This dude is larger than life. Jordan did like fucking uh, Avatar, Dark Knight numbers, you know? Like he was, and he was like the, like, think about this. The only person who was like popping like him in the NBA was Magic. And he made Magic look like a fucking civilian, like you or I. Like Magic didn't see anywhere near the amount of endorsements and money. And when Magic came up, they were like, oh, shit, we've never seen this. And Jordan was like, ha, like, that's your first week. Like, it's true. Crazy. 
It, it really is true. And that's what, that's what I'm saying, I was saying earlier. It's that he has had a lot of first. I did this first. And, and it's totally fine. Yeah, I just don't, you know, when it comes down to, like, the game itself and, and, and basketball, there's there's the, the losing and blah, 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 whatever. But it, it it doesn't make Kobe less of a person that has an impact. It doesn't make LeBron less. It doesn't make, like, hell, even Steph Curry less of, of a global impact. They, they, those guys have their impacts. It's just that. Mike was pretty much the first guy to do it and, and first get that attention. Um, you know, like they mentioned, I believe, you know, episode five is where they start marketing with like cultural, like, like things like, you know, like the cups, the whole like dream team. Like what, how the hell does the uh, USA Olympic team become like the focal point of marketing, like items like that? That's wild. Right. Um, yeah. you know, speaking about the 92 Barcelona games, um, covers up the Reebok logo, like that story, like Dude. what? That was, but here's the deal with Mike. Buy him I like Mike because Mike's like, you not making me money. Fuck you. You didn't want to give me a shoe deal. Fuck you. Like that was so. That was such a. Because here's the thing, you can't, you can't be upset for somebody for having pride for their country. That was dope. Like I was like, and I've always seen those pictures and never thought about it. Me, never same, won. same here. That was like, yo, like I see, and again, Mike is. I'm pretty sure. Mike remembered every single conversation he had with a shoe company that turned him down. Much like Randy Moss, when Randy Moss got passed up by all those NFL teams, he used to terrorize teams. That Jordan was like, oh, okay, that's what y'all did? Bet. You're not going to get no money off me. It's true. And that was like, it's wild. Like, how big of a boss move is that? Because here's the deal. Like, if he would have just covered it, it would have, no, he's showing patriotism in America. He he he, uh, he literally <laughs> I just I can't believe it now like he literally covered it with the flag and was like yo like I did it I got some for him he he literally says I got some for him and then what happens next he puts the flag over Incre- it's incredible man I, I think that was one of he knew the power he had I, you know we talk about like the power and what he could do with it but the power he had he just the attention was in different things and it was just it was like a vengeance thing. Devil's advocate. He had his power and he did that. How come he can do that for black people and his people? Yeah, I mean, it's true. And like, I know Kel might be listening. Here's the thing with Mike. Mike just like, Mike, it sucks because when you become like money hungry in a sense, you like, he's just like, I want every dollar from every person from every this. And like, I don't think that, I guarantee if he could go back, he wouldn't change anything, but he would change that. Because I think that, like, he's looking back now, and he's, like, seeing what LeBron is doing and seeing, what, like, D-Wade and, like, seeing, like, all these new era activists. He could have been the first activist or, like, the first NBA. Because he's, like, you know, but instead he's like, ah, I don't know. And then, like, this era is just so pro-everything. So like, I'm like, man, you know, you, you know, like, you know, you claim to say, okay, I don't know much about this person, but he's going up against a known racist and a bigot. That's all I need to know. (laughs) You know, like if you call me right now and say, Hey D, I want you to uh, go on your live and I want you to endorse this guy who's about X, Y, Z. He's going up against a bigot. Say no more. You can, you can inform me on everything else at a later time, but a bigot and a, you know, so I'm like, "Mm." Yeah, you covered that up. You made that. You made that play 
right then and there, and you could have went head up with Reebok and got sued, and you were willing to risk that, but you weren't willing to risk whatever for your own. And like, I don't know, that's just... And years later, he's never spoke up about Chicago or North Carolina or anything in general. Yeah, I I agree. I agree with all that. You know, I think that's maybe where there might have been an absence of mentorship in those aspects for him too. And maybe not in a sense, because I think during those times in the nineties, the economy was booming. You know, we had um, Bill Clinton and you know, there was, cause you had the Gulf war early in his career. So I think politically where the, everybody was at, um, you know, you had the OJ trial in the nineties. I'm just trying to think yeah. about so much political things that went on about, you know, and, and for a, it seemed like all was fine and dandy politically for, and you know from a general public aspect. I'm 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 going into I'm not, I'm not too detailed too much, but I just knew that the the somebody uh, excuse me the country was in a surplus for with, with Bill Clinton at the helm. You know, um, yeah. So it was a different it was a different time different era. We didn't have all these injustices, uh, these you know civil rights era, and so he kind of fit in a window where it was just like all right, things are booming for the states, things are booming for business, like. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna capitalize on this, and on top of that, like I'm looked at as like a god in the world, yeah, by everybody. So it, why not even capitalize more? So to his defense, I I kind of I, I kind of see what <laughs> direction he went, and then of course he has that that competitive. Um, I don't know how you want to describe this, but you know, more like the gambling habits. So we'll just say habits. He had the competitive habits of the gambling, right? And it's just combine yeah. that with 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 the surplus of like booming business. I mean, because again, he, him, the Bulls, the organization, all responsible for the growth and the attention of the NBA. And yeah. <laughs> that's sometimes kind of hard. You, you you get the demon no, hours that I come can't out. Imagine that pressure. <laughs> that pressure is that pressure is something I wouldn't want it. Oh yeah, like, I think, thank God I'm not Mike. I I don't know how I don't know. And, like, at the time, it's like, again, Mike was the first. So it wasn't like, I mean, he could call Magic to an extent, but, like, Magic wasn't doing those numbers. Magic right. didn't have that pressure. It's wild. It's true. I, I think I think maybe you're right. You know, a lot about looking back on, in retrospect, for him, maybe he kind of mentioned Kobe that, and then that trickled down to LeBron, you know, maybe – you don't know about those conversations. I, I, I would hope that maybe one day we can hear about those conversations where, you know, if it's 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 Mike that we lose or wherever it comes from, hey, you know, like Mike regretted X, Y, Z and, you know, told the rest of the generations. And ho hopefully that's a conversation that happened because that's why we're seeing it today. But it, it makes sense. Um, You know, on the topic of the gambling, uh, we got to see a little bit about, you know, Mike and negative, some kind of negative press, I guess, in a sense. Um, so the Jordan rules book comes out, um, some adversity for the first time. I think this is the first time that he's had any kind of major adversity, any kind of negative tone towards his name in the media, because everything was okay. Jordan couldn't, you know, Jordan's a great player, but he couldn't beat magic bird. Then it was Jordan wins or the, or the bad, bad boy Pistons beating up Jordan. Then it goes to Jordan. Jordan's winning. Jordan's winning. Jordan's breaking records. Jordan's doing this. Jordan's a scoring champion. He's an MVP, right? And yep. he's loved the 92 Barcelona games. Um, come about. They talk about him playing cards, just playing for money, and it's just this history that's coming down every single thing. Um, and just actually, you know, really quick, actually, you know, for the Olympics too, tomorrow. Um, the whole Tony Kukoc like ordeal, like yeah, can we talk about note, that right now? That had nothing. He, poor Tony Kukoc, man. 
Can you imagine, can you imagine like, okay, like your uncle is like talking shit like, yo, Chevy, my nephew, and when Chevy play against y'all too, and then all of a sudden like LeBron and Kawhi show up, and you don't even, here's the thing, Tony didn't even know he had that smoke coming. Like, bruh, that, no lie, when I saw that, I already knew Michael Jeffrey Jordan was a psychopath. I knew it, and I love it. I saw that, I was like, yo, when they, like, you could tell, like, it was like, yo, the theme of this whole entire um, documentary has been Mike holds grudges and he don't fuck with Jerry Krause at all. And, like, for Jerry Krause to try to give Kukoc the money over Pippen and for him to, like, can you imagine, like, Kukoc was like, bruh, I didn't even know I had this smoke coming. Like, what? They, they, like, that was, like, like just and the other teammates saw it and they went in, like, man, that was man, that was so dope. <laughs> I love that. Like I was like, yo, this is crazy. Yeah, it's, oh. poor Tony, man. He didn't do didn't do nothing to his soul. He was like, I, he kept saying it, Doug. He's like, I, I, I never, I didn't know. I this is the first time I meet him. This is how you meet him. But um, I'm sure you know. Obviously, no hard feelings as he's understood as he went on to win some rings with them. But yeah, it's crazy, man. You just. You're kind of like Jerry Krause. Wow, man. You're really, I don't know. It's kind of like. Jerry Krause was getting people clipped, bro. Like he was, Jerry Krause was that, you know, that person that's like, I'm going to go get my big brother. Woo, 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 woo. And you're like, all right, bet. Go get your brother. And then your brother pull up and don't even know what's going on. And like, that was Krause. Krause was getting people just like <laughs> dog walking, beat up. I'm like, bro, you over here like running your butt at the same time. I bet Kraus, here's the thing, knowing what I know about businessmen, I bet Kraus knew what he was doing and was like, I'm getting the best out of this situation. They don't fuck with me, I don't fuck with them, but guess what? We about to eat and win, and, and you know, and yeah. I think that's such that's the underlying theme that we're getting here, and it's just like, at the end of the day, like, so part of this, one of the themes of this documentary, like you said, it's that, that's it right there. It's we, 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 ran, we ran a business, we ran an organization, we we won. We ate and we won. We didn't like each other, but incredible. I agree with it's, that. Here's the deal. What I'm noticing, right? I'm old enough to like, I'm like a huge Beatles fan. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know, I fuck with the Beatles. I fuck with like the Jackson 5. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I fuck with like Kobe and Shaq. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, like the 90s Bulls. And like, the theme is like, you really don't need to, like, I mean, the Beatles made some of the most timeless, greatest music. The Jackson 5, like, you know, Michael, Joe Jackson, their situation. It's just, like, what I'm seeing is, like, you need, you kind of need that Joe Jackson. You need that Jerry Krause. You need that asshole Kobe to push a non-inspired, I'm the GOAT, most dominant Shaq. You know what I'm saying? You need, like, those antagonists, in a sense. And... You really don't need to be friends to win. Like, all of that buddy-buddy shit, it seems cool. Like, LeBron is best friends with Wade, and you see James Harden and Russell Westbrook are best friends, and they ain't doing shit. So it's like, what I'm just getting is like, you don't even need to be friends. You don't even need to like the people. Like, if we share a common goal to win, that's all that matters. I agree, and I feel like, you know, we look at some of the signings, some of the pairings, the NBA, and sometimes we question it, but, you know, sometimes the pairings, they work out, and uh, it's about it's about the winners. I think I think this is great. I think th- that every NBA player has the undisputed, undivided attention right now to this documentary. 
Um, and maybe they can put Eagles aside, man, and not not think about playing with their best friends, you know. And and, that, and that's the I think arguably we're in the, one of the best eras of the most athletically gifted eras of basketball, and it's it's looks it gets it gets tainted by you know older fans that it's too friendly, it's too buddy buddy, you know. And it's hard to argue against it in a sense sometimes when you're like, well, you know, everybody's signing with somebody and their best friend. Or, you know, this agent's pulling their player this way, you know, the whole LeBron AD thing. And it's just like, well, you know, LeBron and AD are going to work because they, you know, LeBron's pulling. It's not like LeBron probably could have requested almost anybody else, but obviously he specifically picked AD. But it's all about like that common goal. Like you said, they may not have to be buddy, buddy, best friends. But I don't know. Like, that's the thing I tell people all the time. It's like when I show up to the court, it's like I may not like you or I may not know you. But I just know you can go out there and you play D1 college or D3 college and you're 10 times better than me. So I'm going to draft you on my team. I'm going to go out and play defense, hit a couple of threes. You're going to do your thing, get to the basket, and we're going to win this LA Fitness Championship. Yeah. That, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> the thing is, I like, I think, and like, there's like a pro and con with this era because I'm one of those people that are like, yeah, we're too buddy buddy. But at the same time, I think that stuff like the landscape of basketball. It's just different now because back in the day, there really wasn't much AAU. There really wasn't much. So nowadays, it's like I even know I'm still friends with my AAU teammates and I'm still friends with people who I went to basketball camp with because it's kind of like college. You're sharing like two or three weeks with a person who you didn't know before and they didn't know you before. And then you pull up and they pull up and it's like, hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? Who are you? Who are you? And then you kind of built that friendship back in the day. It wasn't like that so much. Yeah. So it's like, I think a lot of the older players, they really can't fathom it because they didn't. But I think that my age and like our age, like, you know, like just in general, it's like we're a part of like that AAU boom. Yeah. So I remember yeah. my best friend, Zach, who's in our group chat. I remember we were on rival teams. I remember like we've been best friends since 1999. Since we were like 12, 13 years old. And I remember like we play against each other and I'm like, you know, like it's, you know, it's bad. Like it's, I don't give a fuck. But at the same time, we're best friends. But I think that all people see nowadays is LeBron and Wade on vacation. When in reality, when you watch them play against each other, they used to dog. They used to dog it. It wasn't like LeBron was giving Wade free passes or vice versa. No, they used to eat each other. So I think that, like, just seeing how Jordan is with all of his, you know, with, you know, going out with Danny Ainge and whatever, even if he was doing it for mind games, I think, like, the newer era and the older era need to come to some truths. Like, you can be friends, you can be lovers and cousins and uncles, whatever, but on the court, on the court is different, you know? Yeah, I guess what I'm, I'm saying, and I agree with, because a lot of these guys work out, shoot commercials together. I mean, how many of them have, like, the same, the shoe, shoe company? You know, they, they're all, they all, they all some kind of all-star game, all-star weekend, they're kicking it together, and, and you see that, right? It's the fun part about seeing it, but you saw, we got to see a fun part of it for all-star weekend that just passed uh, this year. You know, when it came down to that grind and grit of, of the, the format change for the fourth quarter, there were guys willing to go out. They're all buddy-buddy at some point, but it was about time to play basketball and win a game, right? And so you can, you see that. And I think, like, that's what we truly miss about the playoffs right now is that this was supposed to be one of the best playoffs oh, that bro, I was we supposed to see. Man, I was like, I won't, bro, like, I need the playoffs, man. I need this shit. As a Braun fan, this might be the last year. You never know. I'm biased. I don't give a fuck. I'll admit it. I want to see LeBron in the playoffs. I want to see AD in it. Because here's the thing. So much 
depends on these playoffs, right? It's like there's just a lot going. There's a lot going. I need these playoffs like I need to breathe. And the thing is, a lot of, you know, even even like next year, because you, you're going to start factoring, you know, KD and Kyrie, you know, it's like you're going to get your duos in like di- different different cities. You're going to have your east or west. It, it's going to, it, it was just setting up for the perfect. And, you know, we're obviously robbed of that. Um, you know, just to wrap up here real quick for us, um, you know, kind of getting into this era, just a segue, great, great conversation. Um, the cliche topic was, you know, Michael kind of, well, Michael ended the episode in a sense of him kind of going or winning that third title, the picture of him just, just sitting on the floor, you know, with the hat on and just holding up the number three, you know, three fingers. And he, he just says, you know, I was physically tired, but I was beyond mentally like exhausted, tired. Like he was like, mentally, he was done. This is after the fact of like facing adversity that season, um, hearing about, you know, him as a gambler and with the two week, remember the two week period where you stopped talking to media. And how Let's, he, no, 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 no. We're not about to skate over that bitch. Here's the deal, bro. For years, I've heard all these <laughs> back in my day, all these like, it's like, so you a grown ass man, the GOAT, back to back champion, MVP, all this shit, and you're letting your daddy, you're letting your father answer for you because you're upset because you got an addiction to gambling? And you hanging out with a motherfucker named Slim that looks like a Dave Chappelle show character? Oh no, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Bring that ass here. <laughs> Bring it right here. Like, that was like, that was, again, I've watched people like Kale lower the hoops for Mike. This whole, Mike is a snitch. There's no difference Certified between A1. Except D'Angelo Russell was like 18, 19 when he snitched. Mike has snitched in every single episode. Mike has an addiction to gambling. Mike hanging out with motherfuckers named Slim. But everybody's like, oh, no, man, Mike the GOAT. Yeah, we know that. Mike's Mike's a questionable individual, bro. And we'll talk about it more because I already know what's coming up next week, and I'm going to have a lot of hot takes for that. But, yeah, like, you letting your father speak for you and be a mouthpiece, you're supposed to be a grown man? It's like, come on, bro. That's weirdo shit. Yeah, it it really sets it really sets the tone for next week. And you know, like I said, it's a it's a cliffhanger into next week. Um, it's the whole. Yeah, I think the incredible part about it though is that he remained winning. He still kept winning and winning. And you know, that that takes a lot. It takes a lot. It just mentally, like I'm I'm looking at it, I'm I'm trying to think through. It. It's like damn, like when they when you sit down, you you look at it, you're like, he literally came back uh you know that was a tough nba finals for them too um it wasn't that easy you know they they went up 3-1 and the suns still kind of won a game there um and they had to send it back to chicago right so or excuse me yeah send it back to um phoenix excuse me and but here's so, the thing can we well, wait sorry to cut you off can we talk about charles barkley for a minute yeah i mean 93 finals charles barkley right. incredible player right it's like because I think that some people forget because he's a you know he's a TV personality for the most part. I mean, I barely watch Barkley if I'm being honest with you, right? But this dude was a like a beast, right? Like he averaged he averaged double figure rebounds in every single year except one year. Barkley's 14 and 10 Last season at 36 is greater than Draymond Green's best season. 
Like, and I hate to talk about Jamon Green, but like, bro, Prime Barkley was like a solid 25 and 12 for damn near a decade, bro. Like, and last night I'm seeing so many people that are like, man, Barkley really could hoop. It's like, here's my thing. How are you, how am I going to say, man, Barkley can't hoop if I never watched him hoop? But then I go on Beyonce internet and I'm like, oh, everything that I said about him was wrong. I didn't know. That's what I don't like about these new age fans. Don't talk shit. Don't fix your nasty fucking mouth to talk about <laughs> a top 25 player of all time as if he's just like some bum nigga. No, Charles Barkley was a beast, like a straight animal, like a beast, or like a real hooper. Like he hooped. He got busy. MVP. Like all NBA first teamer. So it just, oh man, it really makes me upset. Like these, here's the thing. I, I wish we could come to a truce with new age fans and old school fans. Can we come to a truce that the old school fans can kind of embrace us and can kind of whatever. And then the new school fans, can you at least Google and look up highlights of these players? I mean, like I said, there's, there's plenty of resources today. It's plenty. There's no excuse. There's no excuse to fact check, fact check, fact. Excuse me, fact check yourself before going in and making a comment on Twitter. If you don't know anything, watch a highlight or two. You literally can Google anything or YouTube and find it out. But um, I mean that's you know beyond that discussion too. Uh, how, how do you feel like like Jordan this era? Because I feel like it to me, it seemed like he was mentally done after w- winning. And and then of course he decides to retire. He's like, no, nah, I've had enough. Like I've put too much into this. Like I mean, we'll find out exactly, you know, a bit more about his first retirement. But it's like, you know, um, and it's not to, to to talk down on Michael, but in this era though, like playing with social media, it's like no one can because guys. Michael's have, not surviving in this era. It's I don't Michael know. Michael like, is not <laughs> surviving in this era. This bitch made motherfucker took a two week. Hiatus from the media. He didn't have no Instagram, no Twitter. He didn't have motherfuckers adding him in his DMs, talking shit about his wife, his children. Michael Jordan couldn't even, Michael would not last in this era, period. This motherfucker had his father speaking for on his behalf. Like he's in fucking elementary and you gotta get the night, like you gotta get the fucking no sign by your parents. He's not surviving in this era. It's so crazy how a mentally tough NBA player like him who gets into everybody's head was so broken by the media the minute they exposed that he wasn't perfect. That's crazy to me. I, that's what I said. He was so vulnerable. And then everybody today, you know, complains about guys and, and, and all, you know, everything that's being said about them. Michael, you think Kevin Durant bad because he got burners? What you think Michael going to be doing? He wilding out. He going to be coming out in disguises and shit. Like, here's the deal. I used to think Michael, I've never saw a weak point about Michael Jeffrey Jordan until last night. I'm like, oh, he wants everybody to like him. That's the reason why he's never spoke out on black injustices. He wants to be liked. That's his thing. Like, he's the perfect person. Yeah, I mean, I feel I fully agree with everything you said there and that you said it the most colorful way. But um, I don't need to say anything more. And also, uh, I agree. I just think that we we found out truly uh, beyond the winning, 
everyone's going to talk about that, though. Everyone's going to go back and say, well, he won basketball games. He won championships. That's all that matters. That's blah, the reason blah, why blah. we think everything he's done. That's the reason why. Like, I've, it's like Michael was a snitch. He won. Michael was, he, he won. Mike, he won. Well, you know, there's that infamous quote, winning winning is everything, winning cares everything. It literally everything. is. Michael is the definition of, like, writing history. Like, Americans, we've, like, stole countries and raped and pillaged and everything, but then you got this white motherfucker named Columbus who found America, even though there were people living here. But guess what? It's like, we like why don't why It just, it, bro, it's nuts. It, it's really, we're seeing this in, like, real time. We're seeing, like, damn, winning really does, like, that shit's crazy. Well, I mean, I don't think I could draft a more perfect ending between us two um, in regards to the next episode for that. But I, I agree. I don't know. I'm speechless. I, that's really what it is. That's how I felt from like coming off that episode. Like when it ended there, I felt like, wow, like we literally, it doesn't matter what happened, what he did. They literally just kind of, he, he won that championship. And for a second, probably everybody that summer, because I don't, I was too young to remember in 93, but that summer, everyone kind of forgot just like, he he probably had a gambling gambling problem. Oh, Michael Jordan's a winner again. Yeah, it doesn't matter. When you win, when you when you can like, he's. It's like a like, bro. That's all that matters. Like, put it this way: I can be a deadbeat dad to my you know child, right? But if I deliver on like a birthday or Christmas or whatever, that's all that kid's really gonna remember, bro. Like. As people, all we care about is winners. Like, it doesn't... Here's the crazy thing about winning. I remember when Braun won that Cleveland title. It was nuts, right? Because I remember people... I've called LeBron the most gifted and skilled basketball player. Shit, since like day one. I just saw it. I knew what he was going to become. And I fucking would argue with everybody, right? But I remember when he won uh, in 2016, people who've hated him for years sent me a text, like, the very moment he won and was like, he the GOAT now. I'm like, bro, he bit the GOAT! Like, <laughs> what I'm saying with Michael with winning is, like, people are like, oh, well, you know, he, like, you know, he won. And, like, I see, I get it. It's like, yo, if you win, and it, it, it erases everything. That's the reason why a whole generation didn't know that Michael had the 80s of losing to the Celtics in Detroit. Because he won. Nobody, nobody examines him putting up 69 and a loss because he won six. And I get it now. I'm like, okay, I can respect that. Absolutely. I, I, my exact thoughts, I, I no, no questions, no answers at that point. I mean, I agree, man. I, I just think that he's, he's winning singled out almost every part of negativity. But, again, I love the fact, and this is not to degrade Jordan. This is not to bring him down or degrade his Not legacy, at all. Not at all. But not at all. We're, we're getting to see the human part of him and what truly happened in between him. And, and also, it's not an excuse, though, to leave the game because I just don't think he should have left the game at that point, in my opinion. You know, But, again, I, I respect that you need to take a mental time, your mental health, you want to take some time away, right? But, you know, again, there's there's players that do that here and there in today's game. Um, but, you know, I, I respect it to a certain extent, although you probably could have went on and played some of those games, but it, it just goes to show, man, again, it's, it's, it's incredible. I agree that I think today's and in, in today's media, in today's era, of course, he'd be crucified for, for a lot of things that he's done. 
Um, but he benefited. He just played again in an era where the first to do everything like we talked about earlier. Yeah. The uh, first. Just incredible. And it, again, not a knock against him. It, he just took advantage. I just think Michael Jordan just he, he became the, the biggest icon, the best the best player in basketball at the at the best time, the perfect time. Jordan, worked, Jordan was happened. like the first child in a sense, to where it's like, you know, all right, cool. My first child, you know, can kind of do no harm, do no wrong. Oh, my first child is actually the GOAT. Like, I'm not going to hold him accountable for anything. Oh, and then my first child just won one ring and then two wing and then three ring. And just, you know, so it's like a, you know, it's one of those things to where I get it. I get it. And here's the thing. All of this that we're talking about, I 100% believe the reports that Jordan released this tape the minute LeBron won number three. I just... Knowing what I know about Michael now, I can honestly see Michael being like, wait a minute, people really calling LeBron to go? Because here's the thing, 2016, I've been on record. That's when I was like, yeah, he the GOAT. Like, Michael's the, no, LeBron's like, and I, and I feel like a lot of people were like, damn, the 73 win team, like down three, man, it's different. And I can know what I know because Michael, here's the thing. Michael's like that person that claims to be the asshole and claims to not know anything like Jay-Z. Michael got burners. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Michael is that, uh, um, is that Michael Jordan uh, stand account on Twitter. Because knowing what I know about him now, I see that he legit loves when people love him. He, all that stress and scrutiny about the gambling, a nigga named Slim. Bruh, why were you kicking it with a motherfucking name Slim with a Jerry Curl, bro? Why, why was that your boy? And I think that Mike was like, it was like that part where you're like, damn, I'm not invincible. I'm not this. Crazy. Crazy. Well, episodes seven and eight, man. A um, couple more weeks left for us to do this here, and hopefully we'll get sports back soon. Uh, any shout-outs? Oh, uh, you know what? Shout-out to my young homie, young Ballin, a.k.a. Colin. Chevy Chevy never sends us cute pictures. I, like, demand pictures of my nephew, like, all day. And I'm, I, I do it, like, as a selfish person to send the girls, like, yeah, this is my nephew, his parents. <laughs> His parents left him with me for the weekend. They don't oh, love him. Man. And like Chevy sends me over a little baby, little man. It was just so cute because it's like Chevy's like my little bro. So seeing him mature and be like a dad is like really dope. And I, I like, I'm like, that's really cool. And like just seeing these little pictures, and he's just like with the basketball, like that's dope. It just is a very so shout out to Colin. Thank him for uh, you know letting you. Uh, do what you love tonight. I'm pretty sure he wilding out. He probably up acting up. He probably downloaded some OnlyFans. I sent him over <laughs> some OnlyFans money. He wilding out. He like me in the DMs tonight. You know what I'm saying? Nah, he, so, yeah. nah, he, he better be on some basketball tapes. Yo, shout out to uh, shout out to Cormier, man. You know he was like, nah, I ain't letting my son watch these uh documentaries. He's watching game tapes only. So <laughs> yeah, back, you know, like, Facts, you know, it's funny. Like, I love like our. Uh, I love our group chat like dynamic because legit we're like all complete everybody's so different and every day it just you don't know if it's your day like to get talk shit on and whatever so shout out to the group chat as well all the homies uh the Knicks are trash Marcus you better be lucky we didn't discuss Jordan just dog walking. yeah we really did skip over that they're not even worthy of talking about in this documentary like you know. yeah 
for real. We oh. we we let uh, other guys like Clyde get some play. Clyde, yeah. the homie, he's all time great. That's the crazy thing. Like I like you know I'll go to bed. I go yo, he's a you know he's a top five shooting guard all time, all time great. But like he's the nowhere near Jordan. And like there were people last night that were like, how could Jordan say that? Because it's true. Like Clyde is nowhere, not even in the same. Clyde isn't as good as Jordan's first four years, and he's an all-timer. Like, that's how dominant – it seemed like Jordan knew that we were going to have these conversations this year and was like, cool, let me win 10 scoring titles. Like, here's the deal. Right. Kobe won two scoring titles, and he's considered the second greatest scorer ever. I don't believe that. I think it's Kevin Durant. But that's how crazy that is. When, like, Kobe is the heir to Jordan, and, like, man, it's nuts. All right, you guys will hear us next week. Peace!